Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. It's come up to 7 o'clock. Thanks for keeping the date with us on the program, Disability Inclusion. It's an exciting evening right here in the nation's capital, Abuja, and um, we are live on the program Disability Inclusion right here on Radio Nigeria Network. My name is Jennifer Ogo, your regular host on the program. And if it's your first time listening, Disability Inclusion Radio Program is a program where we talk about everything that has to do with persons with disabilities. We highlight their challenges. We talk about their basic rights, which will be our center of discussion for today's program. I'm sure you've been, while listening to the program, you've been hearing the 2018 Disability Act. Now you need to know what the act, you know, states in details. We are going to talk about the act's challenge, the obstacles, and of course, the way forward. So today's topic is the 2018 Disability Act challenges obstacles and the way forward and joining us to banter on this topic on this issue is the president of the association of lawyers lawyers with disabilities in nigeria alden barista ikim uchebulam good evening sir and thanks for joining us today good evening and thank you for having me all right so now the 2018 disability act marked a significant milestone in the global pursuit of equality and inclusion of persons with disabilities while it brought forth numerous positive changes it also unveiled a set of challenges and and obstacles that must be addressed to ensure its full effectiveness however challenges emerged in the form of inadequate implementation limited awareness and funding constraints so the act's potential was often hindered by bureaucratic red tape and a lack of understanding among employers and the public the way forward involves a multiple a multi-pronged approach firstly which is a rigorous enforcement and um, monetary mechanisms must be established to ensure compliance with the act secondly public awareness campaigns and educational initiatives should foster empathy and understanding and finally increased collaboration among government civil society and the private sector can drive financial and infrastructural support paving the way for a more inclusive society where individuals with disabilities can thrive now um, this would be our focus on today's program. So it's important that you know that um, this program is audience participatory. Hence, you ought to participate by calling, you know, the phone numbers, which I'll be calling out very soon. Um, it's important that you contribute, especially the disability community. Even if you're not a person with any form of physical disability, it's important you participate. Probably you know someone who has any form of disability, all right? So it's important to call, ask your questions and contribute to the program. Once again, my name is Jennifer Ogo. So now we'll be moving straight to our interview segment to hear from our guests. 
Um, once again, he is the president of the Association of Lawyers with Disability in Nigeria, Aldin Ikem Uchebulam. Thanks for joining us uh, and um, thanks for honoring our invitation once again to especially talk on this very important topic, which is the Disability Act. Thank you. All right. So could you briefly explain what the 2018 Disability Act is all about and its importance? Well, the 2018 Disability Act is, uh, is uh, uh, a set of laws, an embodiment of uh, you know, laws. It's a legal instrument that uh, uh, criminalizes discrimination in Nigeria, discrimination on grounds of disability. Prior to 2018, prior to the coming into force of the Act, uh, uh, the, there are behaviors, there are patterns, there are attitudes that in the past we are not seen as uh, anything wrong. Mm. But the Act has set those things apart, you know, and made them a criminal offense. And when you talk about crime, crime is a law that the state has the power to, you know, effect and enforce. When you talk about crimes, you talk about crimes like uh, theft, you know, stealing, armed robbery, rape, and all that. Mm -hmm. It's exclusive, you know, reserve of the government uh, using, starting from the police, the Federal Ministry of Justice and other, you know, law enforcement agencies to be able to prosecute such, you know, crimes. Now, uh, action, acts against uh, persons based on their disability have been, uh, you know, have been uh, elevated to that status. Mm. Now, the act, again, uh, created uh, what they call civil liabilities under the act so civil liabilities so so to say means that the individual has the power the right to go to court to seek remedies mm. in order to enforce his personal right and under that civil you know civil litigation civil law civil liability uh, the person should ask for you know, benefits, damages, to remedy, you know, the infringement that has been meted out on him. Now, the significance of this act is that this act has created a very different, uh, you know, narrative for persons with disabilities in Nigeria. Now, disability rights is now rights that can be enforced. Mm. It's a, a right that is peculiar to persons with disabilities down the act you know the sections of the act then uh, you discover the the offenses that were mentioned one after the other so the significance here is that there is a law now to hold on to people cannot be held responsible in the event of any form of you know a, a, a discrimination on grounds of disability Okay, so um, based on, you know, you're a lawyer, can you give us some examples of, you know, just give the public an idea of what we mean by discrimination? Because if you used to behave a certain way towards a person with disability and you didn't see it as, you know, 
um prohibition of the law you didn't see it as a crime now it is can you just give an you know some examples of this um, criminal offenses against the disability act now uh let me let me say uh, for instance when you are constructing a public building and then you did not make room you know did not create access for persons on wheelchairs it is discriminatory the law has equally made it an offense now this particular offense the law says the man that authorized uh, you know the building plan uh, at the uh, at the development control or building uh, town planning office that approved the building plan that that man is equally liable for approving a building without that did not create access for persons with disabilities and when you talk of access for persons with disabilities you have you are you, you have a lift you are mounting a lift that lift should have you know a, a token facility that would tell somebody or tactile uh, you know tactile uh, features that when somebody that is blind touches it he will know the floor that he's going to he'll be able to press it or when he gets to that floor that lift should be able to say fourth floor third mm. floor so that the person will be able to you know you know that is a way of you know, ensuring that persons can live independently, independent of another, you know, depending on some other persons to take the person around. So if somebody, if such features are not, you know, put in place, it's discriminatory, it's an offense. And now you want to assess a building, your wheelchair, and then you cannot, you will require people to carry you and all that. That is dehumanizing, mm. it's an offense. Now, when somebody you know wakes up, finds a lady, and the lady agrees to you know settle down with the man, and the man goes to the family and tells the family, uh, uh, this uh, the lady tells the fa father, this is the man that wants to be say ah of all the men in the world, is this one that uh, is blind or this one that is deaf or this one that cannot walk that you saw ah uh ah -uh. no this one cannot be your husband. That is discriminatory. And now it is an offense. Mm. All right. Um, it's time for you to call and participate in, um, you know, in the program 0915 0915091042 0915091042 0915091043 0915091043 we are talking about the disability act in case you've been you know hearing disability act and i know um some people might not have you know had the time or you know seen it as something important to go through the act and understand it verbatim it's important to call and ask questions now per adventure you've been discriminated upon or you faced some certain challenges as a person with disability here in Nigeria or anywhere you are in Nigeria, right? Um, we have a lawyer now to clarify you, to make you understand what it means to be discriminated upon because it's important that you know that as a person with disability, you know, you have rights and these rights ought to be upheld. All right, we have a caller on the program. Our first caller, hello, good evening. Hello. 
right, 0915 0901 or 0915 0901 0483. In case you were unable to reach us, um, kindly call us back. Keep trying, all right. We have um, about 15 minutes left before we call this program a wrap so we have enough time for you to call in and participate so we have our guest once again the president of the association of lawyers with disabilities in nigeria barrister ikim um, my next question to you now is um how has the implementation of the 2018 disability act been progressing since its enactment yeah from our point of view uh we believe that uh, the the government has shown uh, the federal government has shown uh, a deep sense of uh, responsibility to ensure that the act is uh, being implemented they set up the national commission for persons with disabilities which is you know charged with the responsibility of uh, you know you know enforcing executing the the, the act mm -hmm. And uh, to the best of our knowledge, uh, the commission is, you know, you know, working at actualizing that uh, that uh, feat because the act itself placed moratorium a period, a transitory, a transitory period on mm. some sections of the act, and those sections of the act are mainly the sections that you see, you could see, you see buildings. You begin to wonder why are these buildings, especially even the the corporation here, you start wondering why there are barriers, you know, barriers, structural barriers, you know, you start wondering why, mm. you know, everywhere has not been ramped, everywhere has not been made accessible, because the law itself gave a five years transitory period, and within those five years, you cannot enforce, you cannot do anything. But the other aspects of the act that you know prohibits you know discrimination that uh, you know talked about employment and uh, to the best of my knowledge, uh, a certain number of people have gotten job through that process because the the the, the system created a system that mandates all federal you know is uh, federal uh, agencies. You know, in during when they are employing, to ensure that they have five percent because the section twenty nine provides for five percent employment quota. So they pass through the commission. Some sometime last month, somebody called me and said I should, uh, I should, uh, you know, join her to thank God as she has gotten a federal job mm. with the federal, you know, federal government. I say how? He said through the. National Commission for Persons with Disabilities. And uh, another called me, you know, another a friend, you know, I've been looking for a job for a while, called in and said uh, a good number of them were employed by the National Youth Service Corps. I said, how? He said, through the commission. So, obviously, the aspect of employment from what, you know, we could see, it's been uh, it's been a uh, you know it's been uh, enforced it's been complied with by the government agencies and then it's been effected by the commission now aspect of sensitization the the act says that uh, you know that uh, the federal minister of uh, information you know 
should ensure, should collaborate with the National Commission to sensitize. And then other organizations of persons with disabilities should be involved in the sensitization. And I think what we are doing here today by mm. Federal Radio Corporation of Nigeria, I don't know whether you know you are being paid for this program or that, but I think that is in is in compliance with the provisions of this act. Mm. The other time, another radio station I had a, this thing with them, and it still borders around uh, you know sensitization. Now people are getting aware of the this you know the act and I see myself sometimes I pass through some places in Abuja, I see banks, see some places they are beginning to erect you mm. know ramps and all that. So that is in furtherance to you know pursuant to the you know implementation of the act. So I discovered that where they say you know priority, priority in, in queues. Now you get to a bank, the bank, the bank will walk around and see a person with disability and say, come, mm. come over here, they attend to the person. Now it's, it's about the act. People are getting to, you know, know about the act. And then now the act, this is the fourth year of the act. And then uh, this barriers, this structure, this stigma, this stereotype has been there for since independence. Nigeria is 63 years today by... In, in few days. In few days. Mm. Just, I think, tomorrow or next... Tomorrow is first. Yes. Uh -huh. By tomorrow, Nigeria will be 63 years. And then people... We have even lived, like, the other time we celebrated a centenary, 100 years. Yes. Of, you know. Now, we discover that all along, there is a system of stigma, stereotype, discrimination, mm. exclusion that has been entrenched in the system boldly. Boldly you can discriminate against a person with disability and mm. nobody gives a hoot, nobody cares about it. But now you just have an act that has stayed for four years and there is some, you know, there is a booze in the air. Yeah. As somebody told me the other day that disability is, is, is the margin trend now. Yeah. Whether you know whether they are doing it sincerely or not, but this there is a, a consciousness. There's a consciousness to mm. to see that this is so so for me, for us in Aldine, we believe that the act, the implementation is in process. Mm. Now our concern is the individuals that should be the primary beneficiaries of this act. Mm. Do you understand? Is for them to stand up to it. If if you don't complain. If you don't go to court, if you mm. don't sue, if you don't make noise about any infringement, then you will be the one sitting there. But we understand that there is a challenge of finance when it comes to court processes and all those things. Because we are saying this aspect of the act that has not no moratorium mm. begin to Okay. Pursue your eyes. Okay, sir. I'm going to just um, cut you short for a little. We need to take a message. Um, and we'll be talking about to be continuing from this particular point, which is highlighting some difficulties now. Right. You know, in the implementation process. And to you out there listening, 
The phone lines are still open 0915-0910482 or 0915-0910483. You heard what the guest said, all right? He's the president of Aldin and also, you know, a person with physical disability. So if you don't make your voices heard, no one will do it for you. So this is an opportunity. This is an avenue for you to call in and really, you know, be actively involved you know in our cause all right so the program is still disability inclusion on the network service of radio nigeria we are still looking at the 2018 disability act but we'll take a short break now when we come back the program continues the community of persons with disability is ready and able to serve at the national and sub-national cabinets of governance at all levels i am able to serve as a minister i am able to serve as a commissioner me too. I can serve as special advisor or head of any parastatal. Government policies affect persons with disabilities, and it is fair that persons with disabilities have representation in governance to make contributions to wide-ranging policies that affect our community. We appeal to our political leaders to appoint persons with disability as minister, commissioners, and heads of parastatals. Able to Serve is brought to you by TAF Africa and funded by the MacArthur Foundation. For more information on the activities of TAF Africa, follow us on our social media handles. Visit our website on tafafrica.co. TAF Africa, Disability Inclusion Champion. And of course, the rights um, to political participation is clearly highlighted in the Disability Act. So you have a right to serve, right? Um, 0915-091-0482 or 0915-091-0483. We're taking a look at the 2018 Disability Act, the challenges, obstacles, and of course, way forward. And speaking of challenges and obstacles, we have... Barista Ikim Uchegulam, the president of Aldin. So what, um, I know you were making some opinion before we went on that break, um, talking about some difficulties and bottlenecks in encountering, encountered during this implementation phase. What are, okay, we have a caller. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, sir. Who do we have on the line and your location, please? Yeah, this is the, this is the Vula Declan calling from Engichali to Kuna Thank you so much, sir, um, for calling. Yeah, yeah, from the part I listened to your discussion, because we have an issue with the streamlining here. Okay. So I think uh, the disability act we are talking about needed to be carried to, the, to our different localities, even to the local government, to explain those that are not literate about it because if you are not literate you will not be able to understand about the act so those uh, educated ones among themselves should have been maybe uh, work with the uh, uh, national orientation agency then they'll bring them together because you you will act based on what you know you, you comprehend if you not comprehend about the act whatever they are saying uh, concerning uh, uh, persons with disability you will not be uh, you will not be able to cope with it so my own take is that let them bring it with either they are going to use it in different uh, dialects or language, localities and local dialects to explain to them about the act so that um, whenever somebody goes against it, they will know. Thank you and God bless you this evening. Thank you, sir. I really like to react to what he said about, you know, getting disability information now at the grassroots level. 
Yeah, I think that is part of uh, sensitization, mm. and uh, the act itself, you know, charged the Federal Minister of uh, Information. Information. I think Federal Ministry of Information is believed to, you know, to. Sorry, we have another caller. Sorry, sir. Hello, please, can you move away from your radio set? Thank you so much. Okay, Who do we thank have? You. Are you thank you. Yes, I can hear you. your name, sir, and your location. Good evening, as a Jennifer. Good evening. My name is Adam West from Sleja. All right. Uh, what uh, the disability inclusion or inclusion is something that we, we really welcome highly. We're welcome for the discussion there. But at the same time, uh-huh, that is where that is if you want uh, to want to contest, let them contest, tell them let me go, get the form, come out and say they want this, they want to be a counselor, they want to be that. Then you let them be they would have, without think of how to get supporters for them. And then it depends on the uh, level of disability. Uh-huh. If it is the one that you can become a counselor for, fine. If you say do you, if you want to contest as a chairman or whatever. But I've, I've come across a lot of disabled disabled people of finally very fine for wonderful offices. I've come across several of them. I'm not even in this same our country. It's not because of they are exposed, they are well educated and they merit that position. So they the ones that um they, that want any they should come out and make themselves available for any for any challenge or any contest. Thank you very much. May God bless all Thank of you. Thank you so much Adam Thank you so much. 0915-091-0482 or 0915-091-0483. So, Barista, I came, you were saying something before. We have another caller, our phone lines. Okay, hello, good evening. Hello there, good evening. Good evening, sir. Who do I have on the line and where are you calling us from? Hi, the name is Michael the Voice. I'm calling you from Abuja here. Michael from Abuja, thanks for calling us today. Uh, well, last week I was listening to you, uh, if I know. Uh, some of the things you said last week. Sorry, please. I call you about something just came in here. All right, so by him, please go ahead. So, what I was saying is uh, the sensitization, the further you know, Ministry of Information, and then uh, now somebody suggested the National Orientation Agency. Uh, I know that some of these things have, uh, it may have budgetary, you know, responsibilities. And if probably the money is not there for the agency to do these things, they may not do it. So, but it's for the agency, the, the ministry to be conscious, to be conscious that we are we have a responsibility under the act to to carry out sensitization. So if they do that, then they'll be able to create the necessary funding funding for that. And again, the public, the public can demand them, can demand them to take responsibility. The citizenry, persons with disabilities, can demand federal, you know, radio, federal minister of information to take responsibility to sensitize the grassroots on the provisions of the act. I think that uh, you know, 
laws. I've always believed that laws, laws, and uh, you know legislations, when made, are supposed to be you know you know you know enforced. Supposed mm -hmm. to be you know executed. If you don't execute them, they become a piece of you know piece of nothing. If you have a law and it's not being implemented, it becomes a piece of nothing. So the responsibility vested on them it should be carried out by them. However, because the drafters of the law believe that they have the necessary capacity and apparatus to be able to sensitize. So if, if they did not you know, believe that, they would have given that responsibility to another organ, probably giving it to the Federal Ministry of, uh, giving it to the National Commission for Persons with Disabilities. But the law was specific to give it. But to does it mean like other people cannot take up that responsibility? No, no, no. Now, does this only rely on now? Now the this, of this other people are doing it. The little you had now, the little knowledge or consciousness you know about, you know, the act is strongly, you know, organizations and then National Commission for Persons with Disabilities. Somebody may argue they are using the Federal Radio Corporation uh, Nigeria channel, they are using TV channels and all that, but the ministry ordinarily should take a very bold and strategic step to be able to sensitize Nigerians on the provisions of the act. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a mandatory requirement of the act. So I think... Uh, that is based on what the man said. Mm. And where they say persons with disabilities should come up politically, I know that in the last election cycle, a whole lot of persons with disabilities, you know, came up. Mm. But the the, the, the way Niger the bad wagon effect, political effect in Nigeria, that your political party determines whether you win election or not, I think it affected some of them. Some were not given tickets by the frontline parties, and the ones that were given that by other parties, they were not able. Okay, to. in that you mentioned a very sensitive and you know peculiar um, example here. You know what can be done as a barrister from your experience? What does Disability Act says about? What does it say about you know denying a person with disability the right to serve or the ability to serve in the police? Now, 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 the, 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 this, is, uh, this is subjective in a way. You have a political party, you have a political structure. Mm. Now, you, you, the law says employment quota, 5%. Mm. Now, it, it's supposed to be that political parties should even have 5% okay. inclusion mm. in their staff. But is that included in the acts? If a political party has staff, mm. then they should have five percent of their staff right. as persons with disability. Yeah. Now, if a political party has, a, you know, ten executive officers, it's believed that a percentage that mm. would that would mean five percent should be part of that executive structure. Mm. Now, when you sit on the table, round table, to discuss political appointments. And political parties are to play prominent role in those appointments. Mm. Then that person with disability should be able to say, "I have a community." Mm. 
the women will sit there and present their own case. Mm. Then the person with disability should only sit down there and say, we have a quota. Then the question will be, how many of your men are party men? Do you understand? Yeah. Now, when you now discover the number that are party men, from there, you appoint somebody. You appoint somebody. So, it, 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 let it not look like this, you know, it's an agitation. Give us ministerial appointment. Let it not be like, make us essays, make us go, you know, commissioners. When there is a law that has advanced that argument for us, so why do they want us to agitate for it? Do you understand? Yes. So it's, it's part of the cardinal objectives of the act that are the entire structure of the system. It's not just in public service, it's not just in civil service. In the political realm, inclusion should be part of it. In Kenya, in their legislature, in the executive, they have reserved seats mm. for persons with disabilities. What will it take for us to get there in Nigeria? Because, I don't know, it seems like uh, what an it, uphill task. What it will get there is uh, is we would, I think, persons with disabilities will continue to lobby, lobby, and uh, the act is a product of, you know, lobbying. We lobbied, we pressured, we did all sorts of. But this one, too, to get to that point, is to lobby. There are persons in this polit in this in the you know, in the in the system, political system that they should be made to understand. They should be made to see reason. They should make. And then again, is we need to have politicians. We need to have politicians. Because I think that, you know, for instance, I am, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm if I, I'm in the public service, mm. I'm in the public service, it will begin to look somehow for somebody in the political system, then I'll be appointed a commissioner in my state. Now something happened last time. There was a, go a governorship, a gubernatorial, a governor in my state, and uh, you know he felt like I know somebody that knew him. Mm. So when he came was sworn in, I started making moves for you know for me to be appointed SA. Do you understand? Mm. But there was a person with disability that worked with him during the campaigns. Eventually. That person was appointed. I felt I had all the qualifications, all the degrees. Mm. And that person had a degree that I could consider lower than what I had. But he was chosen. And I asked why. He said, this guy worked with us, worked for us. He was, a polit he was, he was in the political district. Do you understand? Yeah. So now, what I advise is availability, be involved. As a person with disability, be involved in the political you know, system. Be involved. And I think that that way, if you are involved and your other people that are not involved, that are involved, we are appointed and you are not appointed, you now complete discrimination. Mm. I've seen it. 
Because the law, the court, the law asks you of local standard. Do you have the legal right to ask for what you're asking for? If you're a party man, you have done the party things, you have joined in the campaigns and all that, and then, let's say, the woman leader whom you worked together with has been appointed something, and you are not appointed, then you, you can't even go to yes. court. Mm. And the court will ask you, what right? You say, I have worked, I, I, I crisscrossed the length and breadth of this thing, campaigning with them. Why wouldn't they give me an appointment that they have given others? Is it because of my disability? Then you can now plead discrimination, section one. All right. 0915 or 0915-091-0483. Join in the discussion so far. You've been listening to the president of the Association of Lawyers with Disabilities in Nigeria, Barrister Ikin Uchebulam. Do stay with us. It's still the program Disability Inclusion Now Time, where we bring you our news update. The Executive Secretary of the National Commission for Persons with Disabilities, Mr. James Lalu, has threatened to seal off public facilities and organizations that do not comply with the Commission's accessibility laws. Lalu said the law mandates organizations and other business premises to make their facilities accessible to persons with disabilities in Nigeria. The NCPWD boss was speaking on Wednesday when he received the Director General of the National Agency for the Prohibition of Trafficking in Persons, Professor Fatima Waziri Azi in Abuja. Lalu stated that it is no longer an option for organizations to comply with the accessibility laws because we would enforce it. We will see our compliance and enforcement officers visiting their offices. By the time the law takes its full effect, we will go all out with our media and our securities to make sure that every office complies. Lalu said the law provided for a national regulation on accessibility in Nigeria to every public building by January 2024 to make their facilities accessible to persons with disabilities. Lalu, however, added that the NATIP is a critical partner in achieving Nigeria's desire for equal opportunities for the disability community in the country. He also commended the commitment of the NATIP box towards providing the relevant laws that ensure access to justice for the disability community. In her response, Waziri Azi expressed the deliberate attempt by NATIP towards disability inclusion. She said the agency is determined to ensure effective mainstreaming of the issues of visibilities of persons with disability into the running of the organization. Waziri Azi said the agency had already made its facilities accessible to persons with disabilities in the last five years. She noted that in addition, the agency allocated 5% of employment opportunities for persons with disability in the agency. She therefore assured the commission of our readiness for partnership to ensure mutual benefit for the two organizations. The Joint Admission and Matriculation Board, JAM, has stopped parents from choosing courses for their children with disabilities who are seeking admission into tertiary institutions. Registrar of JAM, Professor Ishako Loidi, stated this during the Equal Opportunity Group Conference organized by JAM in Abuja on Monday with a theme towards increasing equal opportunity of access to higher education in Nigeria. 
Oloide said the board was ready not only to facilitate easy access, but to ensure equity as special arrangement has been made for the inclusivity of PWDs to acquire tertiary education. Oloide was reacting to the comment by the national president of the National Association of Visually Impaired, Stanley Onyebuchi, the national president of the National Association of the Visually Impaired, Stanley Onyebuchi, said some of their members faced some sort of rejection from the tertiary institution in the area of their choice courses. He added that the economic hardship occasioned by the removal of first subsidy had taken a toll on its members as many of them no longer continued their education. The Minister of Education, Professor Mama, said federal government was paying attention to ensure that every member of the society had equal access to education. He said equal opportunity to higher education must begin with inclusivity while calling on tertiary institutions and their communities on the inclusive access for persons with disabilities. The ministry promised to continue in the delivery of President Bola Tinubu's mandate by focusing on policies that promote inclusivity and unity. Also, the chairman of the House of Representative Committee on Disability, Bashiru Daudu, said the House was about kickstarting the awareness of the Disability Act 2018. Daudu said the committee would start implementation of the Act in January 2024, saying this would address the needs of persons with disabilities in the country. Chairman of the Senate Committee on Tertiary Institution and Ted Fund, Senator Akmant Keita, pledged to explore innovative funding to ensure all Nigerians have equal opportunity to higher education. The chairman of JAMP Equal Opportunity Group, Professor Peter Okebukola, said the group was created with a view to reviewing the conduct of the Unified Tertiary Matriculation Examination for candidates with special needs. Okebukola noted that the event would offer a sustainable solution to the program so that more persons with disabilities could be included to address their educational needs, especially at the tertiary level. The community of persons with disability is ready and able to serve at the national and sub-national cabinets of governance at all levels. I am able to serve as a minister. I am able to serve as a commissioner. Me too. I can serve as special advisor or head of any parastatus. Government policies affect persons with disabilities. And it is fair that persons with disabilities have representation in governance to make contributions to wide-ranging policies that affect our community. We appeal to our political leaders to appoint persons with disability as minister, commissioners, and heads of parastatals. Able to Serve is brought to you by TAF Africa and funded by the MacArthur Foundation. For more information on the activities of TAF Africa, follow us on our social media handles. Visit our website on tafafrica.co. TAF Africa, Disability Inclusion Champion. viewers on the program Disability Inclusion on the Network Service of Radio Nigeria. Our phone lines are still open to take your calls and contribution to the program today as we take a look at the Disability Act, Challenges, Obstacles and Way Forward 0915 091 0482 or 0915 
0901-041-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-0904-081-
and i know that what you said is very very important i mean it needs to be it needs to be spelled out you know in clear details understandably for especially for those who aren't you know literate now which brings me to my next um point which is awareness creation and i know one of the callers talked about you know sensitizing especially those at the grassroots you know let's be honest we are in the we are in the city all right so most people here communicate with the official language which is english but somebody who doesn't understand english for instance on the who understands their mother tongue needs to understand that there is an act and i have a right to education for instance so how do we go about or what initiative let me start from this what initiative have been taken so far to really educate those at the grassroots level on what disability rights are and what inclusivity is all about well, I know that organizations of persons with disabilities, uh, which staff, you know, and other organizations, including our own organization, are taking some steps to sensitize, you know, on the provisions of the act. And I know that the commission responsible for, you know, the issue of implementing the of implementing the act, you know, has equally carried out some, you know, you know, sensitization, zonal, state, and all that. And it's expected that some of those states, now you have the Joint National Association of Persons with Disabilities, which is the umbrella body for disability organizations. It's expected that when the states, these organizations that have uh, chapters in the states, mm. when they get to them, it's expected that they are supposed to, in turn, get to the local government structures. And the local government structures could actually take it down to mm. the world. Mm. But I don't know, maybe issues of finance or all that. And then you discover again that disability, persons with disabilities in the low, low rural areas, most times, sometimes, because of illiteracy, mm. because of illiteracy, they are not exposed. Even if you're calling for a gathering of persons with disabilities in the local government headquarters, they are, they are, you know, they are caregivers. Their uh, family may not bring them to that point. So you might be thinking that there are no persons with disabilities in this area, but they are actually existing there. So that is equally a problem, getting to them. And that is why, again, the Act thinks that the Ministry of Information Having the radio under them has that capacity to transmit to the unreached. Because most of those places, what comforts them, what gives them succor, is they have a transistor radio. So if you transmit to them about disability art, then they will be able to know about the art. Mm. All right. Uh, speaking of the act, now time where we give you an information of, of um, on what the act says about public structures. So, um, disability act says before erecting any public structure, its plan shall be scrutinized by the relevant authorities to ensure that the plan conforms, you know, with the building code. The act says no government or government agency or body or individual responsible for the approval of the building plans shall approve the plan of the bu public building 
if the plan does not make provision for accessibility and facilities in line with the building code. Secondly, it stipulates that any officer or officers who approve or direct the approval of a building plan that contravenes the building code shall be liable to a fine of a minimum of 1 million naira or two years imprisonment or to both such fine and <coughs> imprisonment inclusively. Lastly, it further states that in the event of existence of the state of inaccessibility or barriers to access of a person with disability to the environment, that he or she sh has a right or duty to access, to access. So he may, without prejudice to his or her right to seek redress in court, notify the relevant authority in charge of the environment of the existence of the state of the inaccessibility or barrier to accessibility of the environment and it shall be the duty of the relevant authority in charge to make immediate and necessary steps to remove the barrier and make the environment accessible to the person with disabilities so in case you did not get that i wish i have enough time to repeat um, um if you have a smartphone just you can just google 2018 disability act what it says about public structure thank you so much for listening now time where we get to announce our star of the week to take a listen barrister ikem uchegulam is a polio survivor and the president of the association of lawyers with disabilities in nigeria despite suffering from polio at a young age which permanently put him on a wheelchair Ikem has defied every barrier he has faced as a person with a disability in Nigeria. With his position as the president of the Association of Lawyers with Disability in Nigeria, he is constantly putting persons with disabilities in Nigeria on the world map and advocating for interventions that will support their holistic needs. He is currently the director compliance and enforcement of the National Commission for Persons with Disabilities. There are so many physically impaired people in the society who are contributing positively to the society. They are hardly recognized, but they wake up and move forward, not wanting to be discouraged by their circumstances. No matter how tough the road seems, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Are you going through some odd moments in life are you already thinking of giving up? Stand up to your feet. You are not physically challenged. And even if you are, the profile of Barrister Ikem Uchebulam should inspire you to say no to defeat in your life. No matter how tough the road seems, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you so much, Mr. Stephen Isabu. Please, I'd like to hear from the horse's mouth. I hope we are correct about all of those <laughs> I know I've known uh, Mr. Stephen for more than 12 years now, but I didn't know he is... Uh, he had a lot to say about you. About me. Oh, okay. Thank you so Thank much. You. you are such an inspiration. Oh, I mean, I yeah. wish I can have you some other time, all right? Okay. But um, our time has been quite spent. Okay. And I'd like to hear, you know, your final message on what our topic is today. First of all, um, let's just quickly talk about the message now you like to convey to our listener about the importance of you know supporting disability rights and disability inclusion. Well, I think that beyond you know the the legislation, uh, there is there is a you know there is that human angle to 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 Nigerians to persons in the society, 
and I would just like that, you know, angle to be invoked when you are building, when you are doing anything, you, you, you know, you, you remember that anybody at any time, at any stage in life can join the group. We, we, we don't wish people to join the group, but mm. the truth remains that as long as life, you know, goes on, definitely people will be involved in road safety road accidents people will you know get sick every day diabetes is bringing people into the fold so we believe and pray that more people should stop coming into the community so if you're doing anything bear it in mind that who knows who will become a person with disability okay. tomorrow <clears throat> so if we live with that consciousness, then we will be our brother's keeper. Brother, sister, keeper. Thank you. Okay, so do you have, um, can you share with us any success <coughs> stories or positive outcomes um, <coughs> resulting from the implementation of the acts? Do you have any that you'd like to share? Well, uh, the, the last time I came here, I was brought into the back, but today I came into the front. There is an access ramp there. It's a success story. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Honestly, it's been such an honor, you know, hosting you on this program today. I've learned a lot from you and I hope to learn more. Thank you so much Thank for you. being such Thank an inspiration, especially to the disability community. Once again, announcing our guest in the program, Barrister Ikim. Uchebulam, the president of the Association of Lawyers with Disabilities in Nigeria, Aldin. Many thanks to our callers, Obona DK from Eboinsis, Adamu from Sudeja, Michael from Abuja. You just said your name, though we didn't get to hear from you again. And for all those who are trying to reach us but were unable to, we sincerely apologize. Next week will be another timeout for you to, you know, call in and participate on the program. Many thanks to the engineers on duty, Jonadab Ayamu and Asan Usman, also the studio manager, Priska Oparachi and Tijani Oparacha, sorry, and Tijani Abdul. Um, this program has been powered by TAF Africa. Visit our website at www.tafafrica.co or send a message to 703 3773 or 0701 So once again, the program is brought to you by Africa and funded by the European Union through its support to democratic governance in Nigeria. Many thanks also to the studio manager, um, to the producer, I beg your pardon, Stephen Sabo. Until next time, my name is Jennifer Ogo. The next program on our lineup at the top of the R is Youth Connect. Thanks for listening.
The community of persons with disability is ready and able to serve at the national and sub-national cabinets of governance at all levels. I am able to serve as a minister. I am able to serve as a 